0: it's a fantasy contenders day for the locked on nhl podcast as gil martin will be pinch hitting for jay foster and we are going to select our top five contenders on our fantasy team for the nhl this year it's all coming up right after this you're locked on nhl
1: your daily podcast on the national hockey league part of the locked on podcast
0: network your team every day Hello, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. I am Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins. And pinch hitting for Jay Foster today is Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. Gil, really appreciate you coming on for Jay as he had something come up. Today's episode is brought to you by... FanDuel Sports, the official sports betting partner of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, again, Gil, really appreciate you coming on. And we have a pretty unique show for today. So, we are going to draft five teams to a mock fantasy team, five Stanley Cup contenders each. And once we pick a team, the other person can't pick that one for their team. And this should be fun. And we also want to know what you all think of our teams when this episode. And so this should be fun. And I'm going to turn it over to you now. Who is your top team? I'm going to give you the top pick in this little mock fantasy
1: draft. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, <clears throat> the, the, it's tough. There's a lot of uh, contenders out there. Uh You know what? I'm going to I'm going to stick conservative, uh, a team that I think has been close over the last couple of years and should be a contender again. I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I think they're extremely well coached. They're built from the goal out. Uh, They don't give up a lot of goals. And I think if they're healthy, they'll find just enough offense to get the job done. I mean, injuries really hurt them in the playoffs last year. Uh, I think Rod Brindamore is is a great coach who's worth uh, probably a postseason series just because of the way he handles his team. So, uh, uh, Carolina's been close. I think this is a the year they have a good chance of taking that last step and and getting to a Stanley Cup final and winning it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this team is super deep heading into the year. I mean, they didn't have Stechnikov for the playoffs last year, but they still kicked a lot of, you know, Aho, Marty Natchez, Seth Jarvis, Tara Vinen, Kokaniemi, Jordan Stahl still kicking defensively. They're very tough, very stout. They they just signed Dmitry Orlov over the summer. If they get average goaltending, which they have for most years, they're going to be a super tough out again this season. So I definitely understand that pick for sure. My pick, I'm going to start off with the Dallas Stars. I love them heading into this year. They have that perfect mix of young and veteran players. They can beat you in a variety of different ways. They can speed and skill you to death, but they can also play some heavy hockey as well. And Jamie Ben had a really good year last year. Tyler Sagan is still playing well. It's funny, those players, while a bit older, they're still kicking, but it's the younger players who are better at this point. And man did they get lucky with Jason Robertson and some of these other guys? It's crazy how they were kind of able to, I guess retool on the fly while still having Ben and Sagan and Robertson had an unreal year last year. I expect that to continue this year. Rupe Hintz is also incredible. Miro Haskinen, Jake Ottinger is one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. Pete DeBoer, usually his teams, I guess, get, Worse as his tenures go on, but this is still only his second year. I expect the Stars to be insanely good this year, a contender to win the Central, and a contender to win the Stanley Cup. They are a very deep team, good defensively. I am very high on the Stars, so I'm going to start off with them for my fantasy team.
1: It's a great pick, and I think when you look at the Western Conference, I think Ottinger gives them a big edge over some very talented but more offensive-minded teams that are also going to be contenders in the West. So I I think it's a great pick.
0: Yeah, I've been on the Stars bandwagon, I feel like, for the last couple of years. They played really well last year, just couldn't get over the hump. But I think this year, this could be the year where they go even deeper into the playoffs. And I know they just went to the final a few years ago. They lost to the Lightning. But I could definitely see them getting back there because the West – It's kind of, I guess, wide open in some ways. You have Vegas, who obviously they're they're the defending champion. I'm sure one of us is going to pick them at some point in this draft. But after them, Dallas is right up there. You got Edmonton, obviously. I'm sure one of those will be picked as well. But they're one of the top three teams in the Western Conference right now.
1: No question about it. No question about it. Who's your second team? I'm sticking in the West. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche. I think that... You know, they're they're probably not going to have Landeskog again for most, if not all of this year. And that is why they weren't my first team. But it's hard to argue with the depth. I mean, you you talk about Nathan McKinnon. You you talk about just the way this team is put together. Their window, I think, still has another year or two where they're going to be considered an elite team. To me, the big question for them is goaltending. And is Georgiev the answer there? If he gives them above average goaltending, I think they can stay with just about anyone. I mean, you look at that blue line and uh, T- Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, they are deep. They are talented. They have guys who can move the puck, power play, the quarter uh, quarterback, the power play. And, you know, they're not just going to beat you with their top line. They They're going to go three lines deep where they can put the puck in the net and they're experienced. They've won a Stanley cup. They've won a couple of president's trophies with the, the core of this group. Again, Landis absence is the only reason I sort of hesitate to make them my number one pick.
0: Yeah. That's going to be a huge loss again this year. And I really hope that he's able to return, you know, hopefully somehow for the playoffs, if not next season, next season after this one, because He changes that team in so many ways. But I thought the Avalanche had a really good offseason. I mean, they brought in Ryan Johansson. They signed Tomas Tatar. Two really strong signings, in my opinion. They also brought in Jonathan Duran, which I think should be interesting. Ross Colton, Chris McFarlane, and Joe Sack have done a really good job of making some changes to the team after they lost last year to the Kraken in the playoffs. Heck, even defensively. You know, back top four of McCarr, Taves, Byron, and Gerard is absolutely nasty. But I do agree with you overall. Their biggest question is goaltending, but forward wise, they are really, really deep. And with Johansson, at least he's not making eight million compared to where he was in Nashville. Right. You have your second line center for four million. You you, you take that any day of the week. So,
1: a capologist, that's like a bargain of all yes. bargains. If the guy just gives you average production, and he could give you more than that. Should give you more than that. Four million for your second line center is a steal.
0: Yeah, they're, they're not ha- they're not having to pay him nearly as much as Nashville is. My second team, I'm gonna go out east. I'm gonna go with the New Jersey Devils. I think the Devils are for real this year. Jack Hughes broke out in a big way last year. Nico Heeshir is one of the top centers in the league, both offensively and defensively. They're super deep. They're great defensively. They get good goaltending. Vanicek is fine, but Schmidt, I think, is the guy that's probably going to be the number one at some point for the Devils. I was kind of thinking during the offseason they were going to be players for Connor Hellebuck. That did not happen, but they still are a super good team heading into the year. Tom Fitzgerald has done an incredible job with them. I mean, Dougie Hamilton on the back end. They still have John Marino there, obviously, but they got Palat, who is playing super well that they can roll four lines at you. They come at you with such speed and precision. It's hard to slow them down. And honestly, I thought they were kind of toast when they went down 0-2 to the Rangers, but <laughs> they came back with a vengeance against them. And I think they're only going to be better this season.
1: They they really are. They are still a team on, <clears throat> Excuse me, on the upswing. You got to remember Jesper Bratt. He is a, yep. a very, very capable player. Timo Meyer on, on yep. that team. Uh, and, and then I guess, you know, you talk about Luke Hughes also to to add to the mix. A player, a young player on the upswing who can provide some more offense once he gets a little more experience. Uh, I think the goaltending, like you said, is sort of the wild card uh, because, you know, You look at Vanacek, I like him. I don't love him in a playoff situation. Uh, And then, you know, Schmeid looked good at times last year, but wasn't as consistent. He could overtake Vanacek. I think you're right. But I think the Devils, maybe for the next three or four years, are going to be contenders in this league. And uh, they're a team still on the upswing.
0: Right. I mean... And heck, they may not get to the final this year, but I do think they have a couple of Stanley Cup final bursts, or maybe even a championship at some point here down the line. Their window has just opened, and it's going to stay open for quite a long time. I think they're going to be a top two team in the Metropolitan Division this year. But that will do it for this first segment. Gil and I have two teams on our mock fantasy teams. We have three more to pick. We're going to pick more of them right after this. But before we get to that, we got to discuss FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads. Player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit fanDuel.com/slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and locked on. All right, we're back here on this Thursday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. There is this annoying fly in my office, and I don't know what the <laughs> heck is going on with it, but I am Hunter Hodes, the host of Locked on Penguins. Joining me for today, a special guest for today, is Gil Martin of Locked on Islanders, who also hosts the Friday show with Rachel of Locked on Flyers, so you can catch that one on Friday. But Gil, who is your third team for your mock fantasy team?
1: You know, uh, I'm going to go conservative with this and take the defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't think their window is closed either. You talk about a team that was well put together that, you know, has been a contender really since they entered the league. And I, I, I like the way this team just is consistent. They're dangerous. And I don't think we've heard the last of them. Uh, you know, we, we still haven't seen everything Jack Eichel can do if he can stay healthy. Uh he, the goaltending again is sort of the the question uh, as far as, you know, is Aiden Hill going to be as good as he was last year in the playoffs? Logan Thompson, is he the answer? But overall, you look, you know, at, at the names on this team, your, your Barbashevs and, and, and your Eichels and, this team is deep. This team comes at you with four lines and they just wear you down. And I think in the playoffs in particular, that is a very effective way to play.
0: I agree. And you're right on Aiden Hill, especially is, is he going to be a consistent goaltender or is he going to turn back into a pumpkin or a journeyman goalie? Because let's face it, he got a pretty nice contract extension for the Knights and a pretty small sample, but he's got to go out there and prove it during the regular season and in the playoffs again if the Knights do want to repeat. They come into the year super deep again. Stone is obviously incredible. Eichel had a great playoffs. Chandler Stevenson's really coming to his own. You have two of the misfits, at least in March and William Carlson. Barbashev was signed to a really nice contract. They're still pretty deep at Ford. And then when you can ice Petrangelo and Theodore on two different pairings, you're doing something right. So they have a really strong shot at repeating. And also Bruce Cassidy is their head coach, one of the best head coaches in the league. They definitely have a great shot. My number three team, I, I was going back and forth on this one. I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers. I Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle. I mean, two of the five best players on the planet. I mean, McDavid, I think is the best player on the planet. They're also a lot deeper this year compared to other years. I mean, Nugent Hopkins had a great year last year. Evander Kane is also playing at a high level. Defensively, they're not as good as some of these other teams, but they get the job done. And as long as you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, you you can do a lot of things. And heck, even their bottom six last year. They were able to score a lot more compared to other years. I expect the same this year from the Oilers. This this is going to be a very tough out this year. So I have the Oilers as one of my contenders.
1: No, it's hard to argue with with the Oilers, (coughs) all the talent that they have on that team. And and it's just, again, I think part of the problem the Oilers have had, you talk about defense, you talk about goaltending, it's also expectations and the pressure that goes along with having your McDavid's and your dry sidles and and you know when are we going to get that big win? Because when you have the best player in the world on your roster, there's the expectation that in order to really cement that position, you gotta win at least one Stanley Cup. So uh I, I think that's part of it, but to say that they're I mean, they're gonna be dangerous no matter what. And they just have to get it together and get hot at the right time in the playoffs and get that goaltending.
0: I agree. And I know some people were surprised that Edmonton lost to Vegas in the playoffs this past year. I was not. I actually picked Vegas to win that series because I thought they were one of the few teams in the league that can go blow for blow with them. You know, obviously it's hard to stop McDavid and Dry Salad and Nugent Hopkins and some of these other guys. But the Knights had the team to do it the kings they had a good game plan but you could only shut down mcdavid and dry so long when you're kind of playing passive the knights weren't going to do that so i wouldn't say the book is out on how to beat the oilers but i think heading into this year they're improved mcdavid's going to be insane again if they can get the goaltending especially they, they should be a top contender in the league this year
1: have to agree, and they're going to be a dangerous team. And even if they don't win, they're going to be a lot of
0: fun to watch. At, they're always fun to watch. I, I can all I can watch Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle <coughs> do stuff to other teams every night if I had to. But who who is your fourth team?
1: You know, if you're going Edmonton, I'm going Toronto. Yeah, so, I mean I, that's sort of the the Eastern Conference flip side or equivalent of the Edmonton Oilers. And you know the thing about Toronto. And we all know they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. And to say there's pressure on this organization and these players is an understatement, but there is going to be a lot of desperation because, because of the salary cap and the contract situation, they're not going to be able to keep their core four together, probably beyond this year. I don't see how they are able to re-sign Nylander and, and just feel the competitive team around this core they're also the the core guys are getting a little bit older as well when you when you you know look at John Tavares is starting to get a little older and you know it's time they added Max Domi they added Tyler Bertuzzi I think those are solid pickups you know hard to argue with Austin Matthews I mean you go your top two centers are Austin Matthews and John Tavares name me a team with a better top two centers than that. I guess the question that you always have to ask about them is, is the defense and the goaltending going to be good enough because you know they can outscore anybody.
0: Right. And I think now that they have that 19 year curse gone out of there, they can definitely play more free willed this year. Anyway, you know, you know, that was eating at them heading into this last season. They finally were able to break that curse. And I know obviously what happened in the next round, against the Panthers, but they were able to beat the Lightning. They won a round, but it's time to do more than that. You have the core in place. You signed all these players to go on deep runs. That hasn't happened yet. It's time to really start doing that or else, you know, maybe at some point, you know, maybe the new manager group won't be as patient as the last one was with Kyle Dubas and company. Obviously, he's in Pittsburgh now with Jason Spezza, but hey, that's something to keep an eye on, of course, with the new manager group and how patient they'll be with this core group of players. My number four team before we head to break, I'm going to take the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Florida Panthers. Yes, they do have some injuries to start the season, but this team is still insanely good when healthy. You got Sasha Barkov, who's one of the best two way centers in the league. Matthew Kachuk, who was just unreal last year, especially in the playoffs. It took a broken sternum for him to not even play in the Stanley Cup final, which is crazy that he was trying to play through it to begin with, to be honest. (laughs) Berhege has been such an underrated pickup for the Panthers. He's been great everywhere he's gone, but with the Panthers, he's been awesome. Sam Reinhart, heck, even Sam Bennett has played really well for the Panthers. I love the Evan Rodriguez signing that they made during the offseason. I thought... He's been great with Pittsburgh. He was great in Colorado. He's going to do a really good job here with the Cats. Obviously, you know, Montour, Ekblad. And then the biggest question though, goaltending, what version of Sergei Bobrovsky are we going to get? Are you going to get the pumpkin version or are we going to get the playoff version who was one of the best goaltenders in hockey? Small sample sizes can be fickle. Goaltending is always voodoo. That's what I say, at least when it comes to goaltending. But they got to see what version of him they're going to get to see how far they're going to go. But I have the Panthers on at the end of my team here. I think they're going to be a very tough out. And Hey, I was down on the Paul Maurice hire. He's definitely getting a lot more out of this team than I thought he would. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, last year, they barely squeaked into the playoffs, but this was a team that made a lot of changes to their roster. And it took them a little time to gel and then to get healthy. Uh, They are dangerous and they are talented and they are deep and, would it shock you if if they were able to get a lot more than expected out of uh you know Oliver uh, uh, Ekman Larson? I mean, they add him to the mix, and I I, I think they could hella, ha- he could have a little bit of a bounce back year surrounded by the talent he's surrounded by, and based on the fact that there won't be as much pressure on him to produce as there there was in his previous stops. So you know, even the depth that they add, I think, can be very dangerous.
0: I agree. I I thought the Panthers had a pretty good offseason overall. Ekman Larson, I'm not really super high on, but they're also getting him for pretty cheap. So it's not going to be that big of a deal if he doesn't play well. I mean, they can probably just scratch him, you know. For his last contract, it would be a problem because he was making all that money. But with this one, it's not going to be that much of an issue. They're just kind of, it's like a low risk, high reward exactly type situation there. And also, of course, Gil Spencer Knight coming back from the player's assistant program. I want to see how he does with the Panthers this year as well. But I think that does it for this second segment. But to end the show, we're going to finish off our list of teams. Gil, I'm going to hand it over to you because, you know, you're going to have the, the final pick for the fifth team for this fantasy mock draft.
1: All right. First, we're going to talk about Indeed when you're drafting your fantasy team Do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? Well, if you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can get it all with Indeed. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's powerful suite of hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews, Hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment that they list a job. So, Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So, visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So my fifth and final pick, and you know the, the fifth one is always the hardest one because you gotta right. you gotta give it a little a little thought, and a lot of the other teams are sort of taken. I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I I think they are, you know, again, one of those teams where the window is starting to close. They've had a great run, you know, three straight Stanley cup finals, two of them where they won last year, some injuries. And I think the fact that they had been in three Stanley cup finals kind of wore that team down a little bit tough to go against Vasilevsky in goal. He remains an elite goaltender. You, you, theoretically uh still have stam coast this year although the contract negotiations may turn out to be a, a distraction but you know kucherov point there is still a lot of talent on this team you still have victor hedman leading that defense uh i i think tampa bay is still a team to be considered if you're looking at stanley cup contenders
0: it's interesting you still picked them despite the Vasilevsky injury, but knowing the lightning, they'll probably still get through that stretch unscathed a little bit. Exactly. I agree in the race. Exactly. I, I think you have to make a move at the goaltending position because I don't think Jonas Johansson is going to no. give them you know, 915, 920 goaltending. But now that I said that, he probably will because goaltending is so voodoo. But they still need another goalie there for the next couple of months until Andre Vasilevsky comes back. But, you know, again, they're like the bad penny. They always turn up the lightning are never out of anything. John Cooper's a great coach. You said their core group of players are very good defensively. They're strong. So I guess I shouldn't be that surprised that you would pick the lightning for your final team. My final team. Go ahead.
1: And, And just one more thing. I mean, I think the Vasilevsky injury may even be a blessing in disguise because If he, let's say he starts playing December 1st, and I'm just sort of making up that number. So he plays, instead of playing 60 games in in the regular season, he plays 40. Right, He's not as exhausted when the playoffs come around. He's a little bit more rested. You know, if he's going to miss time, October and November is the time that you would want him to miss. And maybe he's a little fresher come playoff time.
0: Exactly, I I do agree with that. If you wanted to get an injury out of the way, you would want to do it now compared to say this happens in December, Gil, and then he has to miss January and February, especially when you know the second half of the season begins. Or God forbid this happened in February, and then you have to miss the rest of the regular season. That would have been pretty bad for the Lightning. But you're right. It's if 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 it were to happen, this is probably the best time for it to happen. But my final team for my fantasy mock team for our group of contenders. I hate saying it, but I'm going to go with the New York Rangers to round out my list. I really like them heading into the year. I don't think they're a top tier contender, but I do think they're at the bottom, I think, of teams that still could contend this year. Offensively, they're very potent. Artemi Panarin's awesome. Mika Zibanejad is very good. Adam Fox is one of the three best defensemen on the planet. They also have Igor Shesterkin and Annette, who is one of the two to three best goalies on the planet, but they have Vinny Trocek as like a, a good middle six forward. The biggest thing with them though, for obviously you know, Chris Kreider, 40, 50 goal scorer. Biggest thing though for me, how are their kids going to play this year? It's time for, I think, Alexei Lafreniere to show why he was the number one pick in the NHL draft. Capo Kako, he's shown flashes. It's time for him to show why he was also a top pick in an NHL draft. And then Philip Hito, I think he's the best of those three. It's time for him, I think, to show a bit more as well. They signed Blake Wheeler over the offseason. At such a cheap cap hit, it could be, again, it's like a low-risk, high-reward thing there. If he gets back to the level that we've seen him play at, at Winnipeg a couple of years ago, that could be a very beneficial signing for the Rangers. Peter Laviolette, while I don't think he's that good of a coach, he usually gets more out of his teams in the first year than he does in future years. That's kind of the same with Peter DeBoer in a way, but I still like this team heading into the year. They are a bona fide playoff team. And I think, again, they're not one of my top tier contenders, but they're one of those teams that can still, if, if things go right for them, they can go on a, a run to, you know, conference finals, stand Cup, and all that. But that is my fifth team for my fantasy mock draft.
1: It's a good pick. I mean, Shesterkin, one of the elite goalies in the league. And, you know, you mentioned the three younger players they don't have to be elite. If they can just be consistently yeah. good, they there's enough talent around them, guys You know who you mentioned before. And then I guess the other wild card to me is Kreider because one year he'll put in 40, 50, and one year he'll be invisible for long stretches of time or frustrated for long stretches of time. If you can get 35-plus goals out of Kreider and the kids are just consistently good, not great, And you got just Durkin. Yeah, I could see the way the Rangers could be dangerous.
0: Absolutely. And the Metro is obviously going to be pretty crazy this year. But, you know, Gil and I want to hear from you. Which team do you think is the best? Do you prefer my team or do you prefer Gil's team? Let us know in the comments. You can also let us know on social media and all that good stuff. But I think that will do it for this Thursday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to slash watching this one. Gil will be back on Friday with Rachel of Locked on Flyers for the usual show there and then Jay will be back with me next week again he had a couple of things come up on Thursday so we'll be back next week again thank you all so much for tuning in and we'll see you all for the next one